0: listeners. Welcome to The Haunting of Good Society, a Behold Her Studio production. While we're between Behold Her podcast episodes, we're following the tragic tale of the Cluett sisters, siblings estranged over a dark past and reunited over the wedding of their childhood friend and the mysterious Count Simon. But something is amiss. Will the sisters, former child detectives, put aside their differences to take on one last case? Find out in this four-part Good Society RPG miniseries brought to you by Story Brewers Roleplaying and Friday Afternoon Tea. Let's meet
1: our cast. My name is TK Johnson, and I'm the chaperone who guides the Kluwitz sisters through a dark, romantic journey. Find me on Twitter at TKjoinsTheFray, or as part of the disastrously unfunny indoor recess crew.
0: My name is Lisa Penrose, and I play Henrietta Cluitt, the eldest sister with a dark secret inside. Find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Lisa Penrose.
2: My name is Eugenio Vargas, a.k.a. DM Jazzy Hands, and I play Harriet Cluitt, the middle sister and member of the clergy. Find me on Twitter and Twitch at DM Jazzy Hands.
3: My name is Friday Elliot and I play Edwina Kluet, the youngest of the Cluit sisters, with a scandalous reputation and dark and twisted aims. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Friday Tea and on Twitch at Friday Afternoon Tea.
0: Brace yourself, it begins.
1: Oh, my goodness. How many days has it been since the reception? It's only been a night, but it feels longer when you wake up your body's ache and the room is chilly in this old house. Are you sleeping in your own rooms at the mansion or did you band together?
0: Do Hattie and Hattie share a room like a twin (laughs) thing? twin thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was wondering that. I don't. I think we did. Uh, it's up to you if we still do, but I think we did.
1: It's not uncommon for siblings to share yeah. rooms in this time period, just because most of mm-hmm. the floor space of houses was meant for company. Bedrooms were rarely considered places that needed a lot of floor space. You pretty much just went to bed in them and dressed in them. I think unless they were home...
0: Henrietta stayed in the master bedroom. Your parents' bedroom? Wanting to have a talk with our parents as soon as they return. Mm -hmm. And so, and she just fell asleep. Absolutely.
1: When you went into the master bedroom, you found everything clean and tidy and perfectly in place. All of the clothing was in the dressers and wardrobes, all of the sheets and pillows were perfectly set upon the bed. There were even shoes set aside and traveling clothes and coats. The luggage was all perfectly neat where it was meant to be. There was no sign that they would be anywhere but here. And yet, they are not.
0: I feel like I i don't know if everyone will be in the house when I wake up. But if they are, I think that's worth mentioning. I would come down to the kitchen or the dining room, wherever we would have breakfast. Um, well, mother and father, I give Hattie a pointed look, uh, mother and father didn't come back last night.
2: Hardly seems like them. I, surprising enough, they missed the wedding. Do we have much of a staff anymore? Or does the family, does the house have much of a staff? if not any, not at your, all parents you, your parents had led you yeah. to believe
1: that most of the staff had been sent away because they had no use for them.
2: Mm. And upon returning, does that look to be the actual case? Um,
1: The house is not in disrepair, (laughs) but it's hardly fit for guests. Much of the silver is tarnished. There is a layer of dust in the kitchen, though nothing to suggest that people don't live here. There are small signs that there is no staff to To keep after this house, which is not, which is not an insubstantial house either.
2: Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Did they mention anything
2: to you
1: about going anywhere?
2: No, and I would think that they would have directly before, before the wedding. Uh, Unfortunately, I I just don't know. With no one here to tend the house, no one was sort of keeping track of their dailies. And I, I just don't know who to ask at this point. I mean, where could they have possibly, I am definitely not talking to you, Siri. Where could they have possibly gone that they, in such, in such, I mean, where could they have gone that they would have been able to stay overnight without any of their things?
0: Edwina, I don't imagine you've had much contact with our parents.
3: No reason to.
0: (laughs) I was doing just fine. So you haven't
3: heard from them. No, I haven't heard a thing. I I have to assume they know what they're about. They'll wander back when they're ready. I mean, so did we, (laughs)
0: right? We came back when we were ready. Perhaps. I never really thought of our parents as ones
2: to wander much, though.
3: Well, you know, Hattie, I suppose I never really thought of our parents.
2: (sighs) Hattie is about to say something and just, like, grabs her rosary and just, like, mutters an Ave Maria and keeps her mouth shut.
1: When you went to the oh. kitchen to to find crumpets and stuff, you found that there was enough food in the larder for the three of you. But beyond that, the pantry is mostly bare. Nothing that couldn't be kept. Hmm. There's no meat. Mm. Sorry it's not
0: more elaborate, but there's no solving mysteries on an empty stomach, and now it's seeming like we maybe have more than one. Mm.
2: I actually feel better that there weren't supplies in the kitchen because one could hope that that means that mother and father knew that they would be taking a trip and didn't bother to resupply, which I'm still nervous that I don't know where they are, but at least they... Seemed to know that a trip was was imminent.
0: I'm troubled, Um, but one thing at a time. I think I will be paying a visit to the newlyweds today. I have more questions for Moira. I'd like to see if there's anything else I can find out about the Count's former wives.
2: Do give my regards to Moira when you see her. I'll be uh, catching up with Father Cyrus. Uh, Nope, with Lucian, right? Is my morning meeting or is Father Cyrus (laughs) my morning (laughs) meeting? Father Cyrus has agreed to to meet
1: you with Lucian.
2: Yes, so do do give more of my regards. And I shall be catching up with uh, Father Cyrus and with Lucian Knight this morning. And what debauchery are you up to, Edwina? Mm.
3: Well... My debauchery is none of yours. My first order of business is to go find something to eat that isn't this nasty dried crumpet that you managed to put together. Thank you very much, Hetty. I can't live like this. I'll be out in search of something fresher. But enjoy your visit. Say hi from me.
0: Where you, You seem to have more expensive tastes than last we were together.
3: Where did you acquire those? Well, some of us, when we come out into society prefer to learn the more refined graces and don't really need to limit ourselves to uh, our former level. Have a nice day. She sweeps out of the
0: kitchen, off on her own. I swear she is more insufferable. She, headstrong, uh, is a word I might have used before. Insufferable now, definitely.
2: I wish I could give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she's nervous about mother and father and nervous about being back, but... Perhaps that's too much credit for our dear sister.
0: Oh, well, she certainly has nerves.
2: Do be careful. Give Moira my regards. And uh, shall we sup together after we're done with our day? Just to catch up and compare notes as we used to. Yes,
0: Uh, I I would like your input on whatever i learn, of course.
2: Well, and I do hope that Lucian has much to tell me. He was the closest to Moira's new husband before, Perhaps he knows things.
0: Breakfast on the go. I'm thinking a walk this morning, uh, but I will see you after our appointments.
2: Yes, indeed.
1: Eddie, as you left the house, you... Stormed through the door and sort of closed it and uh, chuckled to yourself about all of the um, drama that you've now stirred up, you did see a very, a very nervous man sort of pacing in front of the drawing room window. He has a not quite wilted yet small bouquet of flowers in his hands that he has been clutching oh, too no. tightly the stems have uh begun to crack a little and um he appears to be looking at himself in the mirror changing something about his hair setting this the hat to one side or another moving a cravat from side to side and he catches you noticing him straightens with a start and uh sort of stiffly walks past you to rap upon the door Lord Levi Lockhart has come calling Hetty.
0: This poor young fool. And I kind of change my posture a little bit and walk to the door to open it. Lieutenant, so lovely of you to pay a visit this morning. With a
3: sweeping bow that maybe makes his uh, cravat kind of fall a little bit <laughs> askew in his jacket his a single flower falls off of one
1: of its stalks the rest are intact oh <laughs> I love this broken Disney print
2: <laughs> I think at that moment I come out Taddy comes out to be like the chaperone because these two can't be alone together and just sees bless him falling over himself flower and you know just goes well I'll be off to my <laughs> meetings <laughs>
0: So um, oh, no, surely you must Okay, alright, bye Hattie Okay uh, Did you, I, I was actually uh, On my, my way out uh, Levi, Lieutenant Lockhart Taking a walk to The Craddock's estate
3: Ah, uh, I Considered possibly taking A walk in that direction myself Um, good f- fresh air Is good For Your good health as they say, uh,
0: would you care for an escort? Yes. My lady. I, um, certainly let's promenade, but perhaps let's first save these poor things. (laughs) And I'll take the (laughs) the flowers uh, and put them in a vase uh, on the kitchen counter. uh, And then when you
1: put them in the vase, they sort of like fall open a little bit. One of them sort of droops down they look like wildflower daisies that one would pick from the side of the road. Yeah, kind
3: of roughly. Also, he didn't know to knock the bugs out of them. I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, there's like a ladybug
0: just, that's sort of like going from petal to petal. Just watch the ladybug fly off into the kitchen. <laughs> Good. Fantastic. And I'll walk back to the door. Thank you for the lovely gift and offer my arm. Excellent. Let's promenade. Okay. Did you enjoy the festivities?
3: I enjoyed the festivities. Yes, I I enjoyed uh, meeting your lovely sister. Uh, I enjoyed seeing your lovely other sister from a distance. She has a strong personality. That one. Yes. Yes, determined
0: in in all things. Indeed, so it would seem. Very,
3: very strong, strong personality. Uh, the my favorite, most wonderful part of this festivities yesterday was getting to see you. If that's not oh. too forward, I I'm so pleased to meet you and to see you.
0: Oh well. Oh how what a gentle, lovely soul you are, and I. The same, of course. So lovely. How far away do the Craddocks
3: live? Oh, Henrietta, we could walk for days to the Craddocks, and it would not be enough time
1: in your company. The Craddocks do not live days away. Oh, my gosh. Um, You you live in roughly the same neighborhood, having grown up in in roughly the same parts. But you, you had not visited the Craddocks before, so you are perhaps... A little surprised to find yourself on a street, not too far from your own, but one that you have not been on since before you left town. Oh. The wind stops. It stills and it gets silent. For a moment, you can't even hear birds as you stand in front of a house that you once spent a harrowing night in. This estate looks different with the blossoming trees and the fresh paint and the glass in these sort of rosy stain. It looks different with the stone facade that has been added, and it looks different with a little bit of smoke coming from the kitchen. But you would know this house anywhere—the house that killed your childhood and chased you away from town.
0: Count Simon lives here. I didn't recognize the the address, but do you know much about Count Simon? Not overly. Uh, we have share a few acquaintances
3: in common. We've met here and there at a at a small neighborhood party. He seems a a lovely man. He seems to keep lovely company.
0: Yes, lovely. Oh, Lockhart, you, you seem to see the best in everything, and that is a lovely quality. Well, it takes a
3: lovely state of mind to fully take care of a lovely woman.
0: I feel like the luckiest cluet today, and I'll grasp Levi's hands and just smile. I'm here at my destination, so I believe we should part ways now.
1: Will
3: I see you again soon?
0: Not soon enough. Oh, Henrietta. Be well. And as she turns, she just drops that like dreamy sweetheart face that she had and rolls her eyes and stalks towards this house. The
1: house at the end of Claret Lane.
0: Thought I'd escaped this place,
1: but drawing me back should have known. You set your knuckles upon the door, and almost before you can knock, it swings away from you. Uh, You see a a red-haired maid, very prettily dressed in a sort of black frock and a a frilled apron. And she she smiles and she's, oh, oh, uh, Lass, uh, I don't know if Miss Moria will be uh, accepting any visitors today. She is not feeling well, but uh, if you want, you can wait and I will let her know.
0: Um, Yes, absolutely. Let her know. Henrietta Cluett is here to see her.
1: There is a stiffening of her shoulders when you say your name, but she, she puts on the smile again and she's, yes, just wait in the, uh, wait in the foyer and I will be back for you.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: She shuts the door behind you and motions towards a crystal decanter that is filled with clear water. And there is just this enormous red rose bouquet obviously like the like the petals that were used at the ceremony imported it is still a little too early for roses here and it is also in a in a crystal clear uh vase and she she motions there by this sort of frame that's been covered in a in a gauzy white drape and makes her way upstairs
0: after she leaves, mm-hmm. um, I kind of open up the top of the decanter and just kind of sniff at the water or liquid inside. Is it water?
1: It smells like water, but there is a sweet quality to it. Something has been added.
0: Hmm. I just raise an eyebrow and I put it down and I snoop.
1: Is there yeah. stuff to snoop? Oh, there's so much stuff to snoop. <laughs> As you come into this house, the, the house at the end of Claret Lane, which is the largest manor in town, you come in from the foyer and to your right bears a a library with no door on the fa- frame. Many books against the wall in these recessed bookcases, all of it dark hardwood. On the other side is a sort of a parlor, and all of the furniture is for is very much for lounging. There's almost no upright furniture. It's just chaise lounges and um, settees, pretty much as far as the eye can see. Uh, you know, four or five in there, mostly to to host larger parties. Further down is the door, the swinging door to the kitchen. And of course, the dining room would be further after that. You do know there is a ballroom here, but it is further towards the back. That was the most horrendous room last time you were here. I wonder what it looks like now. As you walk around, it's almost, it's uncanny how different it looks. And yet... Every step is the same.
0: A few flowers here, some dressing there. It's a whole new world here.
1: The floorboard creaks under your step just like you knew it would. Which room would you like to go into?
0: I would like to go into the library uh, and just read the spines of the books. See if there is a theme.
1: Hmm. Yeah, as you go into the books, you do notice that there is a theme. Greek tragedies. This bookcase is full to bursting with these sort of like classic Greek and Roman tragedies. And when you open them, they are in the original languages. Oh. As far as would be considered the original languages that they had access to when these were printed. Nothing's in Aramaic. So when you look up, you see, you see tomes on Gilgamesh on the the ancient, like, you see tomes on, like, say, Ishtar, you see Homerian classics, you see Socrates, you see Plato, all manner of Greek, Latin classical, and then you start getting into the more fictional, and it's all tragedies.
0: Hmm. I am going to drift over to an area if there is a desk or a reading chair with a table next to it. And see if there is a tome that is open as if it's being read.
1: This library has been made into a sort of cigar lounge as well. So there are multiple chairs to sit in. There's a desk, but with no chair behind it. There are some papers on the desk, but they are all blank. If you had to guess because of the fastidious nature of this library, anything of, of value to be read has already been put away.
0: I... Being an experienced, albeit child detective in the past, um, (laughs) I would like to listen first to hear if the maid is returning and then Mm -hmm. crouch down to see if there are any seams uh, that reveal a secret compartment can I spend a resolve token? May I offer you a resolve token for there to be a secret compartment? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I I'm would say it. spending that resolve token, you would say there is something that many people underestimate about child detectives, and that is a different <laughs> perspective. And once you get below eye level, it's very easy to see the seam and the runner for the the invisible drawer along the side. All it takes is grabbing one of the one of the sort of quilled pens from the top and sort of notching it into the runner to force that mm. extra drawer out, which is a thing, by the way. You Ooh. can do that with uh, if you can find the runner for a secret drawer, unless it's specifically locked with a key, you can usually notch it out with a pen or a coin. Ah.
0: Every time I'd like to <laughs> open it and see what's inside.
1: Yeah, you you allow it to come open and use the quill to sort of draw it out just a little bit without touching. And you see a couple of sealed envelopes.
0: Do they have names
1: or anything
0: else written on the outside of them?
1: Not on the outside, but you could probably open them. Sealed, though. Hmm. They are They are sealed with a wax seal.
0: I'm going to do it
1: anyway. Is there a letter opener? I'm gonna say, yeah, it's a
0: desk. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, pick up the letter opener, but with sort of the cloth of my skirt, and open, mm. tr- open carefully, open up the letter.
1: Mm, yeah, you open up the letter and you you pull it, just like ever so gently notch out the first flap of it, and it is a it's a deed, it's a signed deed to a home, um. specifically this address. The s- wax seal is the same on each of the letters, and there are about twelve in here you would you would suspect they are all from the same solicitor
0: Oh, I'll open a second, but I'm not going to sit there and I don't, probably don't have time to open all twelve.
1: Yeah, another had another address in Huntfield. uh the ones that you have opened are both owned by are both owned now by Simon Cradock. Right.
0: I'll hold a few more just up to the light, uh, just mm-hmm. enough to detect that it's similar uh, paperwork.
1: Yeah, uh, each one, yes. 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 Mostly abandoned buildings, warehouses, things like that, an apiary, and your address. Our address? On the eighth one.
0: I feel like at this point, I probably hear the maid starting to
1: approach. You begin to hear the click-clack of heels against uh, the hardwood stairs. So I'm going
0: to carefully shuffle the letters, putting the one side open kind of underneath, because then he won't notice, right? And I'll I'll close the compartment.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you leave the one with your address in there? No,
0: I think I'm going to pocket that one to show Harriet.
1: Okay, let me just make a note real quick you hear the click clack of the maid come down and she sort of you could hear it like, just like straightening the uh,
0: oh uh oh i'm in here my lady
1: clue i'm oh. in here in the library uh she sort of pokes her head in she's like you're welcome to come up now if you like oh wonderful thank you yeah she steps to the side as you leave she casts sort of a discerning eye over the over the library i act like nothing's happened did you take any books or move them or anything? Just read I did them. Not. Okay, just read the titles. Okay, yeah. She indicates up the stairs and follows you a couple steps behind, and then indicates the uh, the ladies' bedroom. As is proper, they don't share a room just yet. You hear a sort of weak voice. Oh, Hattie, come on in, and I'll push the door open
0: um, and quietly, not fully close it, but almost fully shut the door behind me
1: when you go in you see moira laying in bed and her hair is splayed out on the pillow like a halo it's just like it's bright and strawberry red and puddles out there underneath her head and she sort of like weakly inclines towards you and sort of motions with a couple of her fingers for you to come closer to her
0: Moira, I heard from the maid that you're unwell.
1: And I was well, gonna rush to her side. It's just a summer cold. Simon gets so. He overreacts and he worries about me, but it'll be all right. It's nothing we haven't had before. Were you feeling. Well, I
0: feel. Yesterday I left you and you were in good spirits, and during the ceremony you looked so pale. Beautiful! but very very
1: yes pale. i must have i must have caught something while getting ready and that's fine you know i've always had a weak constitution
0: do i remember her having a weak constitution
1: nothing that was unusual for a for a 10 year old girl
0: you you always seemed hardy enough when we were young
1: oh well you know as you get older you're not as strong as you used to be
0: how are you feeling as the
1: mistress of the house for a day? She smiles at you and she's, I'm ecstatic. It's, I feel like it's all I've ever wanted. Could you, could you pour me a drink?
0: Is there like a decanter of water? Kind yeah, of like there's downstairs? another decanter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my body in such a way that I can kind of sniff at this decanter of water as well without revealing that that's what I'm doing. It's also sweet. The water here has such uh, an interesting fragrance.
1: Oh, it's uh, it's rose water. Uh, Simon is such a romantic. He believes that rose water will, um, it's just romantic. Never mind. I shouldn't gossip about these things. Oh, no, please do.
0: If you can't gossip with your friends, your childhood friends, who can you gossip well, with?
1: it's more of a wife's business. And there's, like, sort of a conspiratory giggle.
0: Ah, uh, Okay. Well, I'm. I'm sorry that you're off. You're you're feeling sick just days after the wedding. It, I can't it can't help but make me think of Carolyn, dear Carolyn, sick all the time.
1: She she gives a little sigh and and like kind of shifts in bed as though this conversation is uncomfortable. But she does. She's too polite to say so.
0: Do you remember? Whether, was it colds the way you feel now or what, that she struggled with?
1: Oh, she... She was more feverish. Uh, Simon is looking to... I'm sorry. Uh, my husband is looking to um, move us to somewhere a little warmer for my constitution. It, he fears that it was the cold that got to Lena and, and Carolyn.
0: Well, there's certainly no colds today. It's sweltering out there.
1: But I feel so... And she sort of like cuddles up a little under her comforter. You can see that beneath her duvet she's got at least two or three rows of just regular wool blankets. You feel cold. And even still she's got some some sweat sheening on her forehead.
0: You feel cold?
1: I do. I can't stand it.
0: I am going to come sit right next to her and put my hand on her forehead. Um, And what else? What else do you feel?
1: You set your hand against her forehead and it is slick with sweat, but you put your knuckles against the skin and it's cold. It's as cold as the water in the decanter. And she, she sort of like sets her hand against your wrist and you can see the tips of her fingers are darkening not by much what of the normal. <laughs> remember your politeness teddy yeah. don't say anything <laughs> scandal
0: i see did anything else happen after i left you at at, at the chapel
1: no i um <sighs> you know it's so silly my head must have been swing swimming i i don't drink very much So I might have closed my eyes for a couple of moments more, but when I woke, Simon was... Well, he was outside the door. He knew better than to come in and see me before the wedding, but it was maybe a moment.
0: Maybe a moment. And what?
1: Uh, Maybe a moment that I... It's so embarrassing to say that I may have fallen asleep on my wedding day, but... Oh. That's. It must have happened. It's a very
0: um, overwhelming day. I
1: imagine I wouldn't know. It is. I can't wait for you to get married. And I'll, oh. I promise I'll dance at your wedding.
0: Ah, uh, yes, with Lieutenant Lockhart. Do you have any other advice for a soon to be wed young
1: lady? Well, Levi's very sweet, but he is rising in the ranks fast. I. I know he'll be. I know he'll be a great officer, but I fear for him should he ever see actual combat.
0: I think I know what you mean. Yes. He's
1: a very gentle boy. But he thinks so much of you.
0: He does. And Henrietta seems like actively uncomfortable now that we're talking about Levi.
1: She's not. Yeah, she's not looking at your face. And she adds, you should have seen how excited he was when your parents spoke to him. He's followed your adventures for years.
0: Ah, oh, yes. Very sweet. So sweet. Um, uh, I, I'm i so worried uh, about you, though, and I hope I'm not being too direct. But I just, I wonder if there's, do you remember anything else of Carolyn and <laughs> Lena was her name? Um, I... I just worry about this sickness that you're dealing with. And if there's anything that
1: maybe- Oh, don't I mean, be worried. I'm sure it's not contagious. Help. Oh, I, I only worry for you. Oh, well, I'm sure it's not catching. I, I'll i be all right. But do you mind- Uh, Shelly drew the, drew the curtains earlier. Do you mind closing them for me?
0: Is the light bothering you?
1: Got a headache. I
0: I'm sorry, could you move the water a little closer? Of course. And I'll kind of shift the water. Um In fact I'll just hand her the water. Yeah,
1: she holds it up against her lips and then suddenly just pours it straight down. It begins to stream on either side of her face and it soaks the front of her gown and she like gasps as she finishes drinking. She's just oh, much better. Much better. Thank you. I think I'll... I think I'll sleep now. Thank you for coming to visit me, Hetty.
0: Of course. I'll draw the curtains closed. Thank Um, you. I hope you feel better soon.
1: She has already begun to doze off.
0: I'm going to peek out the door. Is the maid, like, waiting there or anything?
1: No, she's not waiting directly by the door. Okay.
0: Then... I'm going to see myself out, and as I leave, I would like to take the decanter of water.
1: Okay, um, yeah, as you walk down the stairs, you can kind of hear the click-clack of her coming out of the kitchen. It's like, "Oh, uh, Miss i will I'll see you out. Don't worry.
0: Oh, no, don't worry. I have another appointment I need to go to. I'll just hurry out. don't don't mind me." And I feel like Hetty is probably skilled in like, slipping things to like mm-hmm. hidden spots.
1: Yeah. Now, the decanter of water is a big oh, boy. Oh,
0: you know what? I have the flask.
1: Yes. We're going to say I just have always have the That's flask. That's why I wanted to just yeah, bring I'm that gonna up just, real quick. I'm going
0: to pour that into... I'm just going to dump the the rest yeah. of the gin in my flask into the flowers. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to pour that to fill the flask with uh, yeah. as much of the water that I can sample. Yeah,
1: just sort of like set the the flask into there. Let some water go in and then pull it back out, screw it back on. Yeah. And so. hurry out the door.
0: <laughs> Bye. See yeah. you Deuces.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do you go back home?
0: Yes, I'm going to go back home uh, to wait for Hattie to return.
1: Yeah, in the meantime, I would like to pop over to Hattie, who, where are you meeting with Lucian and Father Cyrus?
2: I think when Father Cyrus agreed to join, well, Lucian had wanted to meet in the cat Right, homes, I know, so uh, as long as Father, Father Cyrus is okay getting down there, I know he's not old, but he's like, he's seen some things, uh, so as long as he's cool getting down there, I think we'll just acquiesce with Lucian's wishes,
1: yeah okay hattie you find father cyrus at the at the same entrance that you have always used when meeting and it is a It is a mausoleum that was not quite finished. He inclines towards the stairs for you to go first through these these open doors and then a spiraling stone step that leads down to just a single stone door. He pulls a mechanism in the side, pushes a brick that recesses, and a door beside that door opens, swings open to open up into a sort of catacomb.
2: And she's just going on, you know, mm-hmm. prayers, occasionally throwing little looks at uh at Father Cyrus, because I think Father Cyrus knows that Hattie's religion is utilitarian, mm-hmm. right? It's not about the adherence to dogma. It's about the literal power that she can access against spirits and demons yeah. with the words of the Yeah, Lord. there was a
1: movie I watched not too long ago about a person who who sort of performs sort of an exorcism adjacent thing on demons. And he's like, oh, I'm not a priest. I don't exorcise them. I evict them. Ooh. Like it's very much- Ooh, I, Wait
2: a minute. What was that? I've seen oh, that. Oh man, that?
1: I wish I could tell you because it, it involved like- like computers. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like that. Yes. Yeah, like that. Yes. Yes, and it was right. like
2: a, it was a whole like right. medical procedure. Right. I it know exactly cell, what you're talking about. I can't
1: think of it. Instead of serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Like that very idea of like, I will use your tools, but I have my own like, like we are essentially doing the same job, but we have very
2: different mm-hmm.
1: belief systems. Yeah, so Father Cyrus and Hattie enter the catacombs.
2: I guess if I look about and don't immediately see Lucian, then I will just start talking with Father Cyrus and say, well, that was quite the event yesterday.
0: Yes, the I was happy to preside over the ceremony, but I felt something. Did you feel something?
2: I absolutely did. And, and I, what, you were so close to it. What was it like for you? It felt
0: for a moment like I was as if I were transported, not in my body, but watching from the rafters, uh, frozen, unable to do anything.
2: Precisely. When was the last time that you watched that group of people observe a scene like that without reacting? That in and of itself was enough to convince me that something is afoot.
0: I'm eager to hear what this Lucian has to say. If he can shine some light on what darkness this Count Simon hides.
2: Lucian has has ever been a unique individual. And so it, it may be nothing more than his particular eccentricities, but his correspondence with me has been troubling. How so? It may be nothing but coincidence and the wild imagination of a heartbroken man, but he refers to things He mentions things, uses words and phrases that a man such as he should not know that only those who, well, shall we say travel in the circles that you and I travel in Hmm. should know these things.
0: Perhaps he also deals in, in shadows. I...
2: There are all types, but he doesn't seem to quite have the constitution for it. And uh, as she says that, she looks apologetically at Father Cyrus and just uh, reaches into her Bible for the flask and takes just a little bit, uh, offers it to Father Cyrus. No, Thank you. As quickly as possible puts the fact that puts the Bible away. She may not, she may not be a real adherent, but she does sort of feel bad.
0: I imagine Father Cyrus has like a a lantern of sorts, and he is just going to kind of raise it up to see what we observe in the catacombs.
1: Mm -hmm. It doesn't take very long for this swinging lantern that's bouncing off of this hard packed earth to swing across the face of a sort of, contrary to many of the men in this area with their angular faces and very tapered long fingers. Francis Pratt is a very, he has a gentle face with round cheeks and a soft chin. Francis? Uh, or not Francis, I'm so sorry, I, I okay. did not mean that. It's I okay. meant Lucien, I, I was worked. just looking at my <laughs> we notes. Were gonna, we were gonna go no, with that. No, it's, it's <laughs> Lucian. I'm so sorry, I can't, have, I can't no. have Hattie have a conversation with herself right now. <laughs>
2: They work so hard in this game to make sure that no one ever has to do that, and yes.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it's Lucian. Lucian has a very soft face, very round cheek, soft chin. Mm. The clothing that he wears are a sort of not quite landed gentry. Like it's a working gentry Mm. almost sort of clothing. Mm. Fashionable cuts but inexpensive uh, material. And Mm -hmm. he already has his top hat off sort of gently rotating it by the brim in his hands he's begun to crush the indentations of his fingers into the hat brim and he he waits there this gentle-faced plump man and when he sees the the two of you his eyes sort of light up and then get very somber again as though he is realizing now that this is all very real
2: Lucian, uh, gave us a bit of a start. Didn't realize you'd already made it down here. Are you well?
1: No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not very well at all. I, uh, you weren't follow. I don't, I, I just, I just came down through the servant's entrance. So the service entrance, the s- service entrance. I don't like being down here, but it's better than being up there.
2: Up where, Lucian? Up, uh,
1: up, up, up on the, up. O- up in the open up in the the open in the grass and and the graves
2: and what is wrong with being out in the open lucian
1: um grabs her rosary a little what bit what if what what you said you would help me so so let's do it let's let's start the the helping part
2: of course, I'm more than happy to both Father Cyrus and I are here to to bring the Lord's aid but first you must tell us what what is the matter
1: I um, I and he drops his hat in the dirt and then immediately bends down and brushes it off and sort of like wipes sweaty hands on his jacket and then ties and unties the cravat, puts the hat on the head sort of washes the face. And you can see that there is like this sort of yellow sheen and, and sweat that is like coating his face and he's I
0: Speak directly, son. Out with
2: it. Don't
1: know. I don't know. Why don't you
2: tell us what you do know?
1: I I do know that it didn't make any sense. I thought I was jealous at first, which makes sense because if you'd ever with Simon, then you would it wouldn't make sense Moira you know I mean Moira no no offense she's she's pretty, but Lucien has uh, very exacting standards, and um it doesn't make a lot of sense, I guess uh but then, you know, after Carolyn passed, and, and, and at first I, I had some questions after Lena, but, you know, to, Lena was always a little sickly. It just didn't make any sense. And I think he killed her. I think he killed them both.
2: It's good, Lucian, that you came to us. What makes you believe this? It's a very serious accusation. Oh, mm. because
1: he almost killed me.
2: Hmm. And that seems to me to be the mat- a matter for uh, the constable or a magistrate, not for two members of the clergy, at least not yet. Why did you come to us, Lucien? What did Count Simon do to you?
1: Lucien looks at you and he sort of like loosens his cravat again and he like strokes his neck And then he sets both hands on top of his hat and like slowly lowers it to the ground, takes the cravat, begins to untie it. He turns his back to both of you and begins to fold articles of clothing as he begins to disrobe. And before he completely takes off his shirt, he digs his fingers beneath his hairline and begins to pull dry slabs of hair and scalp away from his head. And then opens his shirt and begins to slide it off of his body. And you can see deep scores and scars racked across his back and shoulder. When he turns back to you, you can see what appears to be this jagged bite wound across one of his pecs. I don't, think they can do anything about this.
2: Lucian, how long ago did this happen?
1: Um, I... Um, I...
2: That's okay. It's okay, Lucian. Why don't don't you wait here for just a moment? Father Cyrus and I will see what we can... Are you leaving? No, no. We'll just go to the other side of the catacombs to prepare what we can there
1: are others down here like this i haven't left in weeks i think but it's hard cuz i can't see the sun
2: hattie reaches for the the bible juice again and pulls it out and sort of looks over to father to father cyrus and shrugs and says i suppose if you can bless water
0: Father Cyrus will take the flask. First, he will take a little sip now. (laughs)
2: Now
0: The moment you pull the
1: flask out and like this sort of the lantern light
2: glints off of that hint of silver on the flask. Mm. You just hear. (laughs) It's all right, Lucian. It's all right. Father Cyrus and I are going to go gather some materials. And we'll be back and it won't be weeks we will be back and we will do what we can to help you, yes? Are you in danger from the others down here?
1: No, they don't. They don't. Uh, they... It's not. It's fine. It's fine. I knew better than this. I, I should. I shouldn't have. No, no. no, no. It's all
2: right, Lucian. I'm glad that you came to us and, and we will help you. If you can just hold out another couple of days so that we can prepare.
1: She'll be dead by then. Moira? Moira. Yeah.
2: Well, then we'll just have to multitask now, won't we?
1: Okay, but you have to be back by tonight.
2: We'll do our best.
1: Has to be tonight.
2: We'll be back tonight, Lucian.
1: Okay. 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 He turns away from you and gathers his clothing, sets it back onto his body, And like looks over at you for like a moment, takes off full sprint down the catacombs faster than you've ever seen a man run.
2: Well. Fuck. Sorry, father. Harriet. No. I'm so sorry, father. Fuck. Yes. We should go, I think.
0: I take another sip from the flask before handing it back to you. so do I,
2: after I get it back. I, let's. Yes. Okay. And as we go, you know, just back and forth, like, have you ever seen the like? Have you ever seen anything like this? It doesn't, it's not a possession, I don't think. It's, it's unlike anything that I've ever seen and, and. You know, all just that sort of. Uh, presumably, we are both flummoxed. Uh, so just that yep. sort of like ah, back and forth as we as what? we leave the catacombs, <laughs> completely in in total safety and without a problem, right? Yes, okay, you you leave in total safety. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, nothing nothing <laughs> accosts the two clergy that wander the dark of the catacombs, even even after having poured that that holy libations into your bloodstreams. Okay. I would like, since we are at the top of the hour, to go ahead and start our reputation, mm-hmm. unless, because I don't think that we will have time to do Eddie in this chapter, mm-hmm. and I really want to dedicate a lot to Eddie for the next chapter, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, ready oh, to do, we ready to do reputation? We doing okay? Yeah. yeah I am just
0: reeling. From whatever that was. <laughs> so in these reputations, I guess that would be myself and Harriet. On the family background PDF yeah. from the player materials on the Story Brewers playing website, do you feel you did anything that is listed under gain or a positive tag or a negative tag?
2: I I think I did several things. Uh, so most of the negative things are like acting in contravention to society and between the drinking cleric and the leaving my sister to uh, walk with a man on her own, mm-hmm. which we're going to come yeah. back to later. Yeah, I think I think I have done a few negatory things.
0: Okay. The problem though is. What tag do you think?
2: I would pick hypocritical because she's a woman of the cloth, but I already have that one. I already <laughs> have hypocritical, yeah. Um, so we can sort of pull other ideas so it doesn't have to be from this list, yeah? Yeah, correct. You can make up. Uh, So I think I think maybe something like I'm trying to come up with a good single word for it, but something like pragmatic, but like negative, right? Like I'll do whatever I think needs to be done, regardless of whether or not ultimately society is okay with it.
1: Mm -hmm. What about iconoclast?
2: Oh, yeah, I like that, actually. That sums it up really well. Yeah, I love that. Thanks, TK.
1: Thanks, Mythic Odyssey. Yeah, parents. well, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like I was actually ju- we're just I'm just starting a campaign in there, and so I was like, where have I heard that word before recently."
0: <laughs> I think I may have earned a positive tag for being nice to Levi Lockhart at quote considerable hardship. <laughs> He's so yeah. sweet, but
2: but
0: Henrietta or or whoever might not be a fan, anyway. Lisa loves Levi. backseat (laughs) driver? Yeah, yeah, my backseat driver. So I feel like I should get a positive tag, like charming or something.
1: (laughs) I think that you can get a positive tag both for charming Levi, which you've clearly done, because Levi very much represents society's views of you, but also the maid. And and Moira as well. Just for like because the entire interaction relied on society's perception of you and those characters' perceptions of you. So I think charming is acceptable.
0: Fantastic. I have gained charming then.
1: Aw.
0: Right. Maybe after Edwina's, like as part of upkeep, we can do like a mini reputation phase for Edwina. Oh yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Okay.
0: Then, unless anyone else has any tags they think they've earned, next is the rumor and scandal phase.
1: We'll also do a, a mini rumor and scandal for Edwina. Okay. Um, so,
0: let's see. If it was spread, so we were involved in the crimes we investigated, including some serial murders, is no longer spread. Mm-hmm. Our house, Cluett Manor, is haunted to heck by the victims of the children's investigations, is now fading. Mm-hmm. Count Simon murdered his former brides is no longer spread. Count Simon is a supernatural being is fading. I'm probably I feel gonna like, spread that.
1: Yeah, I feel like um <laughs> Count Simon Count Simon having murdered his brides was is still out there since um Lucian. I'm so sorry, Lucian brought it
0: up.
3: Is
1: that (laughs) does that count? Or well, it's no longer
0: spread, so maybe the town at large isn't fully talking about it all the time. But we could totally someone could choose to spread it this time. (laughs) The Ashton family has fallen out of favor with the church; is fading, and Hetty dyes her hair is also fading, (laughs) just like her hair.
2: hair. (laughs) Hilarious. Okay,
0: so I think I went first last time. So do we want to start on the other side, Friday? Do you want to start? Oh, golly. So you can either make, you can either spread one of the rumors that's here, or you can make a new one. Yeah. Um, okay.
3: I'm going to go ahead and spread the rumor that Count Simon is a supernatural
0: being, right? That pulls it back from fading to spreading Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So now that is spreading. You had to go.
2: I think I would like to create a new rumor huh? that Hedy and uh, Lieutenant Lockhart- are surprisingly close considering their nuptials have not occurred yet.
1: You only just met yesterday. Oh my oh gosh. My
0: Can't believe. I oh. am going to spread the rumor that Count Simon murdered his former brides. Mm. Okay. And then I'm going to create a rumor. Wanna create a rumor about where Eddie is getting her money? <laughs> yeah, <thank you>.
1: um, <laughs> Eddie sells dime bags behind the shop. She might.
0: <laughs> has Hi. a patron of <laughs> ill repute.
2: You had it. I think it's going to be really interesting as we start investigating what's going on for that very first rumor to be spread. So, the we were involved in the crimes we investigated, I think that's going to be okay. really interesting mm-hmm, cool. to be around while we try and figure this out.
3: And Friday. Um, let's see. I'm going to. Can I spread a rumor that we just. Added, just to give it a little more oomph. Excellent, Absolutely. then I'm going to go ahead and enhance the rumor that Hetty and Lockhart are scandalously
0: <laughs> close.
2: Because- <laughs> no! This is definitely not sibling bullying, just so that I can get that out there. It's definitely not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. I forgot, TK, do you get to participate in this phase?
1: I, I don't think so, but um, I don't have any rumors to add. <laughs> oh, wow. So. I really like it when y'all are doing the rumors too, because it kind of gives me a, l- a couple improvising things to work off of. So Awesome.
0: All right. So just as a summary, I'll, I'll read what rumors have been spread. So these are our more, most prominent rumors. That the sisters were involved in the crimes they investigated. That Count Simon has murdered his former brides and is a supernatural being. <laughs> and Hetty and Lockhart are scandalously close. And <laughs> that moves us to the epistolary phase. If folks uh, have some letters to write.
2: I think I can start. I think Patty's gonna send a letter to our aunt, the abbess at the the um convent was it the convent or the Something of the Weeping Rose the, was it convent? Yeah,
1: it's the convent of the Weeping, Weeping yes. Rose. Yes. So
2: I want to I want to send a letter to our our aunt who is the mother abbess at the convent of the Weeping Rose, and her name is Mary something. What is her last name? Mary Hortense, uh, Mother Mary Hortense. Hortense. Oh yeah. Yes. Thank Mary
1: you. Mary Hortense. What a what a heckin delight.
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. So uh, Reverend Mother. You would, I think, be proud. Things at home are much more askew than even I imagined when you and I last spoke. It seems that perhaps my sister is the least of my concerns. I would like to be sure, before you continue reading this correspondence, that you are comfortably seated, for the remaining contents of this letter may be uh, disturbing if not outside of your experience. I met with a former acquaintance today, a friend in the clergy, uh, one father, Cyrus Lightholder. And we took a meeting with a young man from my hometown. And his revelations rivaled that of the good books revelations. And I will describe the skin and the tears on the, the 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 ragged bite on the chest and the hair in sort of very matter-of-fact language you know there was a yeah go ahead
1: i will say as you are describing the yeah. the tears you're thinking back to it to describe the wounds and everything you the biggest thing that sticks out to you is that you don't remember
2: any blood yeah so there were you know, six to nine inch lacerations where the, the hair and possibly uh, pieces of the scalp were removed. Uh, there was no exsanguination of the wounds at that point. Uh, and, and continue on. It seems that perhaps our uh, Count Craddock is more than he appears. Have you seen or heard of the like? I must admit that Father Lightholder and I are stymied as to next steps and possible solutions. If you have advice or recommendations or even ideas as to the provenance of this evil, I hope that you will write back as expeditiously as possible. In nomine Patria et Filii et Sanct- Spiritus Sancto, yours, uh, Harriet Cluett. Ha- uh, yeah, Harriet Cluett. Sister Harriet Cluett.
1: The sister with a
0: little <laughs> Yeah, right. <underneath>. Love
1: it. <laughs> Love it. Anyone else got, uh, got letters?
0: I'm going to write uh, just a really simple note to Inspector Ezra. It's going to be unsigned, but I think to him obvious from whom the letter is. Investigating. Worried about the most recent, Mrs. Cradock. She seems unwell, and you should consider visiting. Sweet-smelling water and unusual deeds. We'll report when we have more.
1: And that's it. All right, thank you so much. Very cool. And worried about Moira's health and uh,
0: Friday, do you have any letters?
3: Boy, do now? I ever.
1: Yeah. Boy, <laughs> do I ever.
3: <laughs> I have notes. Uh, so a letter from Edwina to Lord Vincent Byron in prison. My dear cousin, I hope you are well enough. What a tragedy that landed you in the prison. I believe that you're not the one who poisoned our dear friend. Who do you think could have done such a thing? Please let me know if I can send you anything. All the best, Edwina. And did you have a second? Oh, button? I do. Do I get another turn right away? <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do want to hog the post office.
1: <laughs> you were you were at the end, so it. we're going right. back. I forgot
3: how we take turns so nicely. Okay, now let me know if I need to use a resolve token here. I'm about to do something despicable. More. Again, I'd like to send a letter to Enoch Skeffington from Edwina, however, signed as Hetty. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to be mean. <laughs> so is that something that I need to use a resolve token for if it's not something directly happening to Hetty, but sort of pretending to be her and talking about her?
2: Okay, so who is the Enoch letter Skeffington? To?
3: Of course, <laughs> maybe mildly obsessed.
2: This is even wilder um, because Enoch doesn't have anything to do with Hetty and is going to be so deeply confused. and <laughs> totally. I love it.
1: It's incredible. How do you feel about it, Hetty? Do you think I that a resolved? Think, yeah. I, yeah, I don't you're writing think so a letter. To, I think that's fine to lie and impersonate. <laughs> Excellent.
3: So I'm going to lie and impersonate uh, <laughs> a letter to Enoch Skeffington. From Hattie.
1: <laughs> all right. Oh my gosh, and uh, and all he's going to think is that this is actually from Hattie because they were dressed exactly alike <laughs> yesterday, and he thought they were playing a prank on him. Jesus, and of course it's in quotes. I'm sorry, he's go poor ahead. Man. <laughs> poor man. Oh, um, dear Lord Skeffington, what a pleasure to see you at the reception
3: the other day. <laughs> I regret to inform you that my affections are now with another Lieutenant Levi Lockhart and I are engaged to be wed. And it would be a great kindness if you would cease to pursue me. Yours crossed out. (laughs) Uh, Henrietta Cluett.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) gosh. Um, Quick question. Hattie, have you written letters to Enoch before?
2: Uh, I think uh, a long time ago, like maybe when I first left for the convent. But it was probably one, and then as my studies and training began, not, not again. Yeah, so it's like been writing
1: from summer camp. <laughs>
2: Exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> no
0: one cares about Enoch Skeffington. <laughs> <Yes,
2: him>. I <laughs> cared like of a It no,
1: was like a page <laughs> and a
2: half, probably. <laughs> I. It was, you know.
1: I was like, hey Enoch, could you give this to your older? Brother? <laughs> hey Enoch, can you quit Yours. me roses? It's weird.
2: <laughs> okay, but how did you get it on my pillow though? Because that was upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Yours, but actually your but cute older actually, brothers. <laughs> Harriet. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah, so it's it's been years since I since I wrote to to Enoch. <sighs>
1: Oh, Edwina! Is your
3: handwriting the same as your last letter? No, e? <laughs> I'm a genius detective. Certainly not. Oh, oh, I'm a right. genius okay. master <laughs> of manipulation. <laughs> Certainly not. No, no, no. I'm I'm a uh, I'm emulating, um, and as an actual sociopath manipulative manipulative master, I am absolutely emulating um, <laughs> Hedy's handwriting, not
1: Hattie's. So, so right. So okay. still the wrong Incredible. sister.
2: Incredible. Still the wrong. Incredible. One. That's
1: fine. That's cool. What an incredible moment, Hetty. It's your turn. Did you have another letter?
0: I don't have another letter from me, but I would like to spend a resolve token because I want to see Enoch's response.
2: Oh, oh my god!
0: <laughs> Can we please have Enoch's response just right away? As a cheat? he's
1: going to leave that letter on red. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Kind, Miss Clueit. Thank you for your gentle regards toward my feelings. I am pleased to see that you have found love in the arms of the lieutenant. And though I suspect that there may have been some miscommunication of my affections, (laughs) which I assure you are purely those of a brother, I wish you all of the happiness in the world. Please give my love to your sister. And then like an extra like an S like at the like added onto that word. And just like a with sincerity Lord Skellington. I love this.
2: (laughs) Who receives that letter? Please. (laughs) Because it could legitimately be any of the three of us. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think I think it arrives at the at the Kluet Manor and and is like I think it arrives at the Kluet Manor with a yellow rose
2: like friendship a yellow, rose a friendship yellow oh no that's oh, that pro- oh, friend zone no. rose <laughs> Wait, didn't he leave a and yellow Hedy, rose for me? So I
0: feel like Hetty gets this and is just like... Oh, does he do yellow for me? I think me? so. Oh, I thought he was leaving. The
1: he it's a, then it's like an... I, I thought he I gave you a white I rose. Oh, maybe it was a, right rose. It yeah, was so a white rose. Yes, maybe you're correct. You're correct. Okay, white rose. rose yeah. So sorry. Yeah, so it's like it's like a friendship yellow rose uh, for Hetty. <laughs> Hetty's just like, okay, and throws the letter away. She's <laughs> 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 just like... Like, you both have the exact same reaction getting letters from each other, where he like reads it and he's like, I, I guess I mean uh, and then he just like tosses it in his fireplace is like I can't have anybody find that in my house <laughs> he's like maybe I'll, have, maybe I'll have lunch with Levi no better not <laughs> it's like what the fuck All
2: right. wild Does Harriet
0: like, I've never talked to this person Or Or Eugenio do you have any other letters
2: um don't think I do at this point. There's, a, is there another? Will we have another. I don't know if I'm going to need another, but I don't we, think I do at the we moment. We probably
1: won't have another one. Yeah, I might do a very quick one. Just like if the last uh, novel chapter reveals anything, we might do like a quick, a quick quote unquote love letter when we do monologue tokens. Oh, okay. So we can always do that. Yeah,
2: I'll hang on to it for now then, because I don't, I don't think I have anything else at the moment.
0: yeah, yeah excellent. Sure. All right, then I think we're on to the next chapter. This
2: is All right,
1: let me get him. Okay. pet. <laughs> Enoch Skeffington. I
0: 100% know what I'm doing <laughs> next. letter back K. <laughs> writes back K. K. <laughs>
2: K. Oh my god, amazing. It's
1: like, it's like, it's like I'm, I can't be with you anymore. <laughs> um, our, our our torrent affair, and it's like I can't. We can't be together. And he's just like, okay, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Who are you, <laughs> Edwina? Mm. Let's let's move the camera yes. onto you as you enter the the high ceiling broad foyer, the broad uh, welcoming room of Black Academy which is a a large Gothic building made of a a sort of reformed 1200s church that can no longer foster the masses and has had dormitories added to become a private academy for Mm -hmm. girls. It is a Black academy for for upstanding ladies. You are here to see Madam Sylvia Black. Golly, am I ever.
3: All right. Now, is she waiting for me or do I need to go and
1: find her office? Mm -hmm. When you arrive, there is a butler that inclines his head to you, offers to take your your. I'm sure you I have, have a like tra- a traveling cloak. Jacket. Are you kidding? Most, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Fabulous. Most most young ladies do. I think he was surprised to see that you're wearing like a full evening. Oh yeah, it's cloak. silk, um, <laughs> of course, <laughs> and like operatic gloves. <laughs> it's, it's just like, may I may I take your your hat, your gloves, your brooch, your bag. <laughs> and your other cloak you may have my cloaks okay takes the cloaks but not the hats or, or bags and uh and go oh, oh sorry or the gloves obviously like he he like goes to it he's like very like i imagine that you just like put your arms out like this, and you like wait to be <laughs> yep, disrobed exactly it's like <laughs> there's,
3: there's an implied sure. you. you're welcome
1: it's, it's like darling like it's very like the rich aunt arriving like darling yeah and I didn't enter the building yeah. I uh I swanned into the building for the record of course you you, did. you yes. swept in the doors opened almost before you touched them and light flooded the entryway and and a small gust of wind blew like some small flower <laughs> my slender 19 year old friend was very dramatic <laughs> yes <laughs> it's just like a, <laughs> the, the evening sun like illuminating your hair Ugh he takes all of your he takes your your outer clothing to the the coat and float closet and lets you know that his his mistress will be with you in in merely a moment. The academy is not as full as it was in your youth. May is not quite into the the summer uh holidays so none of the children that typically would have been here are are here now they they have just let out and gone home but there are a few small children in these sort of like, Dark royal blue and uh, and red fringed frocks that that walk around and they they look up at you and and sort of like whisper behind their hands, giggle and then run off in their little uh, clasped shoes. It's a it's only about fifteen minutes before Madame Black sort of um, she doesn't come down from the stairs the way that she used to in your youth with her with her cane at her side and she always mm-hmm. had a cane, but she she sort of. Um, she sort of uh, staggers out from her her office at the far back. Of the in Antilles. those 15
3: minutes that she made me wait even though I asked her to make herself available when I showed up, did I notice anything kind of like unusual? Is there any are there any um doors that you know look like they've been like I don't know, if there's anything like painted shut or anything that's strange other than
1: Not not oh in the entryway so much. Um but you do notice when you were a child this place seemed so imposing i mean it was it was a medieval church it was like a castle and now it is just an old building a little dark a little dreary and a little sad just like the woman who runs it okay (laughs) okay And she she does approach, and as usual, she's wearing a little too much powder, a little too much rouge. Her hair is a little too tight, and it emphasizes her her fading hairline. And she tries to to stand a little taller whenever she sees you, but age and pettiness have begun to sort of wear down on her. And she she just taps the back of her hands. certainly took you long enough.
3: Madam Black, I have been waiting patiently for you of course nice of good. you to join me
1: though i doubt it was patiently you were never good at patiently well, shall we age before beauty she like sort of inclines back towards her office and follows you back in that direction and so i hope you don't mind if the young lord pratt joins us today Ah,
3: the young lord pratt sir francis <clears throat> no it'll be a pleasure
1: good good come down with me it's just uh, it's just past my office here she she brushes through her office with this this open door like like several other um, rooms here the classrooms and such it does not have a door to close on the frame and further in there is a sort of a conservatory filled with these, Bright and dark green plants that have begun to to sort of peek over the edge of things and crawl their way like ivy, like living creatures, like the fingers of some manner of primordial nature spirit that have crawled their ways up the walls. And along the um the the glass roof, and even further beyond that, there is yet another room a a classroom that hasn't been used for some time, but that you once joined Moira in to investigate an altogether strange occurrence, a strange mystery, ultimately one that could be solved through logical means. And yet it left you with questions, questions about the leather tomes and the strange bottles, the interesting colors of smoke that you saw that night. This is where she leads you again. And she has a a wooden table that has a black velvet cloth laid upon it and only a couple of candles, a small cone of incense. It smells like this blend, this spicy blend that has a little bit of maybe cedar. It has begun to burn down and the top is gray with ash. But you can still see the sparks and smokes that come off of it, bright pinks and oranges now that's odd for incense. And you see him leaning against the table, reading over a couple of scrolls on a piece of paper that is too soft for vellum, too moist for parchment.
3: Do I recognize the any of the scents other than cedar coming from the incense? As a spice connoisseur of sorts. Is this familiar to me at all?
1: Yeah, you'd have you'd have to get a little closer. You can smell cedar mm. as sort of like a grounding scent, but there's something else. Something that smells. What does protection taste like?
3: What does protection taste like? Like yeah. waxy and kind of gold, like waxed brandy.
1: Yeah, almost like a almost like mm. a myrrh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a myrrh. That is. The taste on the back of your teeth when you grow closer.
3: Mm. All right. <clears throat> Lord Pratt, lovely to see you this morning.
2: Oh, well, what a what a surprise to see you here, Miss Cluett.
3: I was under the impression that we uh, had possibly some business in common here. I was asked <laughs> to come on specific business.
2: He looks a little... Flustered because he was like going for a thing and it didn't work, and so now he doesn't know what to do, and so he's like, uh, "Yeah, uh, w- no, uh, um, y- yes, of course. No, I knew that you would. Of course, I knew you. <clears throat> How are you today, Miss Cluett?
3: Just as well as I was a moment ago, Lord Francis. Shall
2: yes, yes, sit? no, of course we've done that. Yeah,
3: <clears throat> <laughs> and Madam Black." <laughs> You've asked us to join you here today. I was under the under, uh, the impression that we had uh, some family business in regards to my own family, our personal business. Uh, I,
1: Of course. And, but I could not have uh, done this without him deciphering the scroll. So you can understand how he would have
2: to be here ah. this time. Well, that, puffs, that puffs me up a lot.
1: <laughs> if you... If you object to him, we can bury him somewhere. There's plenty of room in the catacombs. That's here. what I understand
3: as well. However, you know, I've been, I've been uh, interested in seeing exactly what skills Lord Pratt has to offer. I wouldn't mind a demonstration.
2: Now that is much more Lord Pratt's wheelhouse. And he says, what here in front of Miss Black?
3: Lord Pratt, you're your linguistics.
2: Yes, of course. Uh, Thank you, my lady, for the uh, introduction. It seems that my skills are well-timed. Shall we uh, take a look? Get on with it. We don't have
1: all day, and the body is well past what we should be able to get out of it anyway. Uh,
2: uh, Of course, of course. That explains the uh,
1: incense.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so so will uh, I will I guess the trans. I, I am a little bit because I don't know, but uh, <laughs> the translations that I did, mm, I will fine. show. Uh, I will show to to Eddie and just sort of you know, very perhaps he seems like a mansplainer, doesn't he? So he's gonna do <laughs> that yeah Yeah. (laughs) so he's gonna do that and just like really oversimplify the translate like the translation process for her and and but just truly thinks that he's gonna impress her
3: Mm -hmm. sure yeah it doesn't
2: make it better it just makes it also sad Uh
3: uh-huh she'll go ahead and let him think he's impressing her Uh
2: great he loves that (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. As the two of you are are pouring over these scrolls that M- Madam Black has prepared for you, she has also begun her own preparations, having pulled this black velvet cloth aside, carefully folded it to reveal this body beneath. And it has this sort of like old white waxy flesh. No signs of what could have killed him with the exception of a neck that is twisted far too far to the side and what appears to be a leg that was once broken
2: i i think lord pratt was able to deceive himself about what this scroll was made out of But that self-deceit doesn't really hold up in the face of a literal dead body next to me. Mm -hmm. And so, Eddie, I think you see out of the corner of his eye, like, see it and immediately turn white as a sheet and just start to, like, rock a little bit and pauses in his translations.
3: I'd like to go ahead and just take the book away from him. He clearly can't handle this. Roll my eyes. Take the book. I I think I get the kind of the gist of the, the translation. I'm pretty sure I can. Uh... Oh, mm.
2: of course I would never, oh, doubt, oh, doubt your, <clears throat> um, Miss Black, uh, water <clears throat> any oh, anywhere?
1: No, everything here is for
2: the speech. Is it <clears throat> time to perhaps
3: put him away?
2: I just, I must catch a bit of fresh air. You'll excuse me. You'll excuse me, ladies.
1: (gasps) When he leaves, Madam Black glances over to Edwina and says, for a small price, I can have him taken care of.
3: (laughs) You know, I haven't yet decided whether he's worth keeping around or not. I'd like to observe him a little while longer. Thank you.
2: He is only gone for a, for a moment, <laughs> mm-hmm. and when he comes back, he has like fixed himself a little bit, but there is just a little bit of breakfast on the corner of his mouth that he did not quite manage to uh, to wipe away before re-entering. Poor dear, and he he is. Sh- Shaky, but like his voice, he's found his voice again. And he's like, right, couldn't waste a lovely afternoon, but now down to work, shall we, ladies?
1: Of course. Madam Sylvia Black begins to light the candles one by one by one until it's a row all spanning the edges of this table. She begins the intonation, a thrum, a sort of drone that reaches from the bottom of her stomach up, 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 through her throat and out her mouth and fills the entire room with the energy of it, with the vibration of it, and looks to Eddie to begin the chant for the intonation. It is after a couple of moments of this when the lights of the candles are beginning to flicker and fade and suddenly... burn upwards, upwards, upwards in a straight line towards the ceiling that you get the first of breath from the body.
2: Oh, I think Lord Francis just keels over.
1: Thump! Hits the ground like a sack of potatoes and Sylvia Black leans gently over the mouth. What did you say your name was, son? And a gasping...
2: dare.
3: Oh Owen. God <laughs> Eddie's intrigued, fascinated. This is a first.
1: Now I have my own suspicions from the boy, but if you have any questions about him or Henrietta <sighs> You probably have about three questions before he's gone.
3: Hmm.
1: Only three. <sighs>
3: better make them good owen dear how do you know my sister henrietta
1: first of all before you start uh, ah. spending questions you would know who cornelius oh. owen is okay he was a lover of moira's mm-hmm. he was a friend yes. of henrietta's you might not know how henrietta might have felt about him regarding their friendship but you do know through your contacts that he mysteriously disappeared not long after yes. you all did. Which, which of my uh, worlds probably through your financial, my district. financial district. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah.
3: They know that he went missing. Okay. Was he in with my financial district? Was he a part of no? Okay. No. Just an acquaintance Mm-mm. of. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. In that case, Cornelius, how did you end up? On the other side from us.
1: What happened to you? Uh, uh, where, mm, where Moira? And a sort of like a gasping breath. I won't tell. I, I won't tell. It's just gone.
3: It's so. Our secret. Cornelius. I'm afraid I must insist,
1: dear. Whose secret? His eyes, these milky white, they begin to dart and bulge in the face. And you can see the the sort of like twitch as he tries to turn his head towards you. You want to help him? Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I'll grab him. I'm so glad I didn't take my gloves off, though. They have just been laundered.
1: (sighs) Yeah. You grab him, and there is like a sense of cold, of rushing water against your fingertips for a moment. And when you turn his head towards yours, you look into his mouth, and you get the sense of vertigo as though you're falling. A long fall. And then suddenly a start between your shoulders as you come to an abrupt end at the bottom I think I understand Cornelius I'll
3: ask you again and I need you to tell me
1: who to keep her I wanted to keep this I wanted to keep her secret but I I thought it was Hetty, but it wasn't. Who is the other one? She looks like Hetty, but she's not Hetty. Who's the other one? I'm so tired, Cornelius.
3: Can you give me one more, and then you can rest
1: one more? Was it Hattie? Ah. Can
3: you hold, hold my hand? I've got you, Cornelius. You've done very well. You can rest now. I'm sc- I'm sc- I'm sc- It's over, Cornelius. You can rest. <laughs>
1: Life flows out of him like water.
3: Well, I'll have to have my gloves cleaned again.
1: Damn. This wasn't exactly the answer I wanted, but... I suppose it's better than nothing.
3: Do you know what he could have meant? The other one.
1: Who knows? Ghosts are unpredictable.
3: Aren't they just...
1: Well, that was moderately helpful. One track minds. Hmm. Mm. Got a bottle of brandy in my office. We could just let him clean Absolutely. it all
3: up. It wasn't much other help. Let's Yeah.
1: We'll lock the door. Once it's clean, we'll let Sounds him out. Great. She begins to lead you out. Excellent. <laughs> As
3: they sit and they have their brandy, am I able to have more conversation with her?
1: Yeah, if you'd, if you'd like to, I can let you know if you if you learned anything. We are getting to about mm-hmm. 10 minutes until the end of the hour. Did you have anything specific you'd like she to know? She had
3: told me before at the reception, uh, although I think we were both a little far in our cups at that point, but she did let slip that Hedy had been blackmailing her and that she was going to rat Hetty out for blackmailing her.
1: Oh, yeah, she she gets in her cups and she sort she sort of it was uh, an embarrassing sort of thing. I had a little bookkeeping accident and uh, Eddie helped me figure it out. And, uh, you know, I've been unfortunately in her debt for some time.
3: Hmm. Well, if there's anything I can do to help get you out from under my sister's thumb.
1: Well, absolutely. If we can just prove she had something to do with Lord Owen,
3: uh,
1: I'll bet she'll get what I'll she bet deserves. She will.
3: I'd be more than happy to work together with you on that, Madam Black.
1: Yeah, she holds up her little cup to cheers.
3: <laughs> Excellent. Am I able to also ask her if she knows what happened to our parents?
1: Haven't seen them for some time. Uh, Who knows what the Kluets do anymore, but, you know, after all that business that sent you out of town, I I haven't really kept up with them much. Why, are they not home? They haven't
3: been. We're not sure how long.
1: Well, I haven't really seen them. Uh, Nobody's really seen them in public for some time. How much time? Oh... Oh, I couldn't say a couple of years. Sure. The Lockharts, maybe Levi could. He is her betrothed, and they would have had to mm. arrange that.
3: Excellent. Well, I shall inquire. Thank you. I suppose I'll make my way on with my day, Madame Black. You've been very helpful.
1: Yeah, better get before you warrant. You're welcome.
3: I have things to do. You are welcome for my company. I'll report back when you might be of more use to me.
1: Mm, maybe get on your way to mm-hmm. church. Pray over that. Uh, pray
3: over that book in that room of yours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's at cackles that. And <laughs> at that <laughs> and, uh, and takes another swig
3: all right let's sweep i'm gonna swan my way out of here while i feel like i have the upper hand i got the last word i'm gonna swan my way out and allow the you know porter or whatever the valet to, to re-robe
0: me be on my way can i use my monologue token i kind of want to yeah, hear what's absolutely. going on in edwina's head after that interesting ceremony hmm. <laughs> well all right
3: edwina's monologue <laughs> a soliloquy by Edwina. An unusual set of facts. An unusual mystery in a mystery. Now, it's very clear that Hetty's up to no good. It's very clear that she's just shy of being exposed. If I can find evidence through that delicious betrothed of hers to destroy her... We might just be able to take care of multiple items of business at once. What an efficient outing. And as for Pratt, well, the linguistics are impressive. They may come of use in our dealings. He may be of use to the spice exchange, but he takes more observation. He's a bit unpredictable, flighty, condescending. Those personalities can be manipulated. He may be of use, we'll see.
2: I would just like to say that, like, ten minutes after Lady Black and Eddie leave the room, Pratt wakes up to find himself locked in a room with a dead body and just, like, screams <laughs> a lot. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think that, uh, like, like a, a headmistress is definitely, like, listening, like, hears it echoing through the, <laughs> the conservatory and just, like, sits there with, like, her hand on her glass, grabs her cane and, like closes the <laughs> <laughs> From like He can come out oh, when He'll never up. be
2: the same and it's delightful. <laughs> uh, it but...
0: just goes click. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: Shall we do our mini phases? Yeah.
1: TK? Yeah, let's go ahead and do our, All our right. little mini phases. So baby
0: reputation phase. for Edwina, do you feel mm. you earned a positive or negative tag?
3: <sighs> Let me look at my my new money the greeks. Um, getting a positive tag of you. Uh Ooh, well, I wouldn't would we say that lady that uh, Madame Black is of a higher social status than myself? I I kind of feel like socially speaking uh,
1: yeah, as a as a married uh, woman in a headdress of a prestigious um she works ew university. <laughs> yeah, but she's totally. she's the headmistress of a prestigious like sure. academy. I think that a town like this where they're kind of stuck mm. in the past, if you were in London, 100% you'd be mm-hmm. higher social mm-hmm. status. But in a in a town like this, like, tradition is everything. Excellent. Here. Well, then I
3: think I get a positive reputation token for securing a personal invitation of someone of a higher social status than myself. I'll take a positive one. Why don't we say ambitious?
0: All right. And then did we want to do a mini phase of rumors and scandals? Is there, like, one rumor or scandal we want to add? I think we should. I, I'd like to spread a rumor that Madam Black is a witch. Yes! yes! <laughs> Madam Black is settled. a witch. <laughs> I love that. All right, we've yeah. added that rumor. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. And then, does anyone want to do something for the epistolary phase? I'll say for this mini version, we'll each get one. I'll start. Uh, Henrietta probably goes and, like, runs some errands or, like, asks around town about Count Simon, uh, but she'll take that yellow rose that she got uh, from Enoch uh, and is just (laughs) going to leave it it it. it uh, in a little vase on the kitchen counter with a note that says, Edwina, Enoch told me to give this to you. The yellow friendship rose. (laughs) Not knowing what she's doing. She has no idea why Enoch gave it to her. Uh, (laughs)
2: Enoch told me to give this to Amazing. Him.
1: I like that I'm sorry I just like the idea that like, Enoch was like give my love to your sister <laughs>
0: <laughs> Must have met Eddie oh. <laughs> Did anyone else have uh, a, a letter they wanted to write or receive I
3: want Eddie to get one back from her cousin Is that okay? Yeah From uh, Lord Vincent Byron mm-hmm. in prison Byron. She has
0: resolve tokens left.
1: I yeah. yeah. If you have resolve tokens, you yeah, can haven't totally used a one. Get that. Yeah, so you do get, you do get a letter back from Francis Pratt that has been. Uh, it has already been opened and looked through. You can see the creases from where it's been like folded out, and um, you can see multiple sort of fingerprints and ink splotches where other people have poured over it and looked. Probably the the officers in charge of his cell. Making sure that nothing is going in or out. The letter is in a form of code regarding your financial straits. And it is, Dearest cousin, Eddie, I had lost hope of speaking to you once again. But hope now returns to me anew, blossoming in my chest like a lotus flower and there is a very like specific code that is written in here uh, a lotus flower being a locational direction such as east and eventually when you get to the end of the letter once you have deciphered the the code words it is a meeting place in honeyfield and once you can get to a map you can def- you can figure out where to go and it is also a time midnight two days from now
3: all right great i thought he was just being an insufferable poet artiste again i was like
1: (laughs) oh he is but in code in a helpful way and the meter is all (sighs) off vincent (laughs) it's the worst yeah the meter is very like there so like nine lines are okay but the 10th line has like two syllables too many (sighs) but not enough to make it like a decent couplet. Like why bother or going to university it's for just like, this
3: if he's going to be this terrible?
1: It's like like I know you're in jail, but <laughs> right. Get it together, buddy.
3: <laughs> this is why he doesn't get invited to that many salons.
0: Also cuz he's in prison, but like <laughs> And the last part is our upkeep phase. Yeah, so, if you've spent resolve tokens or monologue tokens, you will get them back. If you hadn't spent your monologue token, here is your last chance to request a monologue from somebody. Or honestly, I'm down with like if someone just wants to monologue and we've got monologue tokens left.
2: Honestly, I I would ask either Hetty or do one from Hattie about the stuff that we've that we figured out. But I feel like the two of us need to like yeah,
1: I think we need have to a talk. little
2: meetings like we planned anyway. So I don't know that a
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna spend an ultra monologue Ooh. token just for pure dialogue, nothing else. Conversation between you two starting oh. like right now. Because I do kind of want to resolve that just real oh sure quick. sure sure just sure like a pure even if it's just like letters or something like that because I'm afraid that with a week in between them mm-hmm. we won't be in okay. the same headspace totally so just like so like maybe a we can quick run a beginning of
0: fine. a dialogue and we can continue it uh, mm-hmm. next
2: week
0: yeah um I feel like yeah. as soon as I get home I like run to the kitchen or Hattie's room to talk to you
2: yeah and I think uh, Hattie is is you know sorry furiously finishing her letter to uh, to our aunt. And sees you come in and says, <laughs> oh, it seems we both have things to there say. There is
0: something seriously wrong with Moira. Her, her flesh is cold as as ice. And there's, and I slam down my flask and there's something in the water there. And I'm like taking the little cap off and like holding
1: it under your nose. Um Ooh. When you hold the flask, you slam it off and you see that there's like a crystallization that is formed on the cap. It does not slosh when you hold it.
0: She's cold as ice and, well, speaking of, and the sunlight hurt her and she's not like she was yesterday. There's something different. There's something wrong.
2: What did you find out? We have to get Moira out of that house. Lucian is changed. He is uh, not... uh, (laughs) not a creature of God's earth anymore. And I fear that that is what is happening to Moira. Uh, Something terrible is happening in that house with that man. And
0: (sighs) I knew he killed Carolyn.
2: (laughs) I believe it wasn't just Carolyn, but his first wife as well. Lucian has reason to believe that what is being done to him and to Moira was done to the previous two as well.
0: Well, I think this is more your real house. There's something new supernatural going on. We have to stop it.
2: I will be sending a letter to aunt mary uh, father father lightholder is is looking into things but but hetty this is this is far beyond anything I've seen. And then I'm just gonna look at Hetty and look directly into her eyes and say, "Can you think?" of what it might be
0: and hetty struggles at first her voice stuttering and then a voice that doesn't even sound like hetty's voice says nothing good can come of
1: that house that's it i think that if we were a show that is roleplay wise where the credits would roll for this episode is there anything else in upkeep no. that we need to do? I think we've got it. I That was so spooky, TK. That was so spooky, Yes, TK. it was. It was so <laughs>
3: good. <laughs>
0: ah, don't wait. It's too spooky. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode two of Haunting of Good Society. And behold, Her studio miniseries brought to you by Story Brewers Roleplaying, the makers of Good Society, and Friday Afternoon Tea, blenders of evocative teas for thirsty nerds. And edited by Rudy Basso. If you want to help make Behold Her podcast and productions like this happen, head to patreon.com slash behold her to pledge your support and gain instant access to the session zero of this very game. All our dastardly plots and darkest secrets can be yours. Till next time.